1: digital stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help getting internal buy-in is one of the most important success factors for a digital transformation but one of the common questions we get from clients is how do we get internal buy-in into our digital transformation that's exactly what i want to talk about here today my name is eric kimberling i'm the ceo of third stage consulting we're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys And one of the most common or most important success factors for any successful digital transformation is ensuring that you have internal buy-in into the overall initiative. I think a lot of people understand that on the surface, but a lot of people ask, what does that really mean? How do I get buy-in without forcing people to have to go through the change? So what I want to do today is talk about some of the ways that you can gain buy-in and facilitate buy-in within your organization. And this internal buy-in is not just focused on leadership, and key stakeholders within the organization, but really trying to build buy-in as an organization as a whole. And that's what I want to talk about here today. Now before we dive into the ways that we drive internal buy-in and alignment, it's important to understand and clarify what the internal roles are. And typically, this is one of the first ways that you can get buy-in from the organization. And this all starts with leadership. If we focus on the executive steering committee, the overall executives and managers and stakeholders within the organization that are really driving the organization, oftentimes that's where we need to start clarifying roles and responsibilities. Now, one of the first things we need to clarify with these internal leaders and other key stakeholders within the organization is that this is not an IT project. Too often, organizations don't fully buy in and commit to a project because the business leaders and business stakeholders focus on the IT angle of the transformation and assume that it's an IT project. Therefore, someone else, presumably in the IT department, will drive this transformation for me, and I'll just provide input along the way as needed. And that's an expectation that needs to be set early on that that's not true. In order for this project to be successful, we need the business to drive the technological changes and the organizational changes, the operational changes, and some of the key decisions that need to be made. Now building on that concept is the idea that there's also key decisions that need to be made. And not just key decisions, but business decisions. This really doesn't have a lot to do with technology or the project itself. It has to do with the business and the overall transformation. We need to define what those key decisions are that need to be made. So for example, if you're going through a digital transformation and one of your stated objectives is to create a common operating model and consistent business processes, and we're going to consolidate certain business functions. Those are all major business decisions. That's not something that's just going to happen because you implement new technology that allows you to potentially do that. It's going to happen because you make that decision deliberately, starting at the executive level, to enable that sort of operational and organizational change that you might be trying to accomplish. So that's a key role that leaders need to understand as they lead their digital transformation internally. And then finally, it may seem like it goes without saying, but it's really important to clarify here, is that they just need to provide overall leadership. And what I mean by this is not just leadership in the business sense, the way they always do day to day, but leadership in making some of the tough decisions and doing some of the hard work as it relates to a transformation. There's a lot of hiccups and curveballs and pitfalls along the way through any digital transformation and a project team is going to flounder and they're going to struggle if they don't have clear leadership and clear direction and someone who's supporting them and helping rock things off center and helping redirect and pivot as needed as the transformation goes on so leaders first and foremost need to understand that they have a significant role in this project it's more than just signing the check and approving the project status reports every couple weeks it's a lot more than that there's a lot of rolling up the sleeves and doing some of the hard work that's important to make a digital transformation successful. And in order to get alignment as an organization, this is sort of a prerequisite to getting alignment. And that's what I'm gonna talk about next is what are some of the ways that we can get buy-in and alignment as an organization as part of our digital transformation. So what I'm gonna do next is I'm gonna share just three examples of decisions and buy-in decisions that need to be made as a digital transformation team and more specifically as a leadership team. And I'm gonna describe how those decisions get made and what some of the implications are to help you understand how you might use this same approach to help drive some of the decision making and buy-in that you need for your digital transformation. So I mentioned over here that there are key business decisions that need to be made by the leadership team as part of a digital transformation. And what I want to do today is talk about three common decisions that leaders need to make as part of their digital transformations and explain how we unpack that and go through the messy process of getting to a decision and getting alignment and buy-in into that decision. And one of the most important decisions that need to be made as part of a digital transformation is, are we going to have standard processes across the entire company, or are we going to have more flexible I don't want to say inconsistent processes because they don't necessarily need to be inconsistent, but they're they're flexible and we'll call it specific processes. So that could be specific to a business unit, specific to a region or one of your locations if you're a multinational or multi-location organization. And this is a decision that a lot of organizations struggle with. They struggle with the idea of do we go a standard common business processes that's going to be used across the organization? or are we going to have different functions or different locations have different more flexible operations and this is especially important for multinational organizations when you're operating in different markets you have different cultures you're dealing with with employees and whatnot you have different business processes different organizational structures this is where this becomes an even more important decision and a lot of organizations grow organically and they also grow through merger and acquisition and when you grow through merger and acquisition this becomes important as well and what oftentimes happens is they find themselves stuck on how to make this decision. Now, the key thing here is that this is not just a either or decision. It's sort of a spectrum here that we've got to agree on. Are we going to lean toward standard processes or are we going to lean toward flexible business processes? And what we do to get buy-in and to really get alignment with our clients is we'll work with them to define where on the spectrum do they think they're going to fall. And you can almost imagine you know, a 10, a rating of 1 through 10 of where they might fall on the spectrum. And as you can imagine, if you were to do this with your project team, you might get different answers. Different people have different visions and diverse opinions on what direction they think the project should go. But in order to get people aligned and ultimately bought into the project, we need to get on the same page here as it relates to standard processes versus flexible or specific processes. So oftentimes what we'll do is we'll look at where are the individuals on the leadership team, on the spectrum, and how clustered together or how disparate are they. And if they're disparate or they're different in their opinions, and we know we need to work through that to get them all aligned. We also look at where they are today versus how much of a jump they're making one direction or the other. We know that, for example, if you're going to move from one extreme over here where you've got a completely decentralized, flexible set of business processes and you're trying to move toward a common operating model with standard processes, that's a really big jump for a lot of organizations compared to an organization that might make more of an incremental change here. So getting this alignment and clarity is really important and an important first step to ensure that you get buy-in into the overall project. Now, one other thing I'll note that's really important is that when you're making this decision or you're trying to figure out where on the spectrum you fall, a lot of times people are looking for that silver bullet, that easy answer, the easy button that solves all the problems without creating new ones, and that's just not realistic. No matter where you fall on the spectrum, no matter where you are today versus where you're going in the future, you're going to trade one set of risks for another. And it's really important to have that conversation of understanding what those risks are so we can be deliberate and make the conscious decision of what risks we're willing to accept and which ones we aren't. Using this as an example here, one of the risks of standard business processes is you lose flexibility. And that might mean that customers might not be happy. It might mean that your employees are going to have trouble adjusting, to this. It might mean that your transformation is going to take longer because you're moving over to a standard set of business processes. Those are all just examples of some of the downside risks. Even though on the surface, it sounds like we're solving a lot of problems by just having one common set of business processes, which you are solving some of them, but now you're creating other ones. On the other hand, if you decide, hey, we're going to move more towards flexible, specific processes, now you're losing efficiency, you're losing consistency, you're losing scale. So that may be worth it if your customers are demanding flexibility or that's your competitive advantage, maybe that's a risk you're willing to take. But the key here is we want to understand what those risks are, understand the trade-offs, and ultimately align on that. And then once we've done that, once we work through the messiness of getting that alignment, now we've got a leadership team and overall stakeholders that are going to be bought into the direction we're headed in our transformation. (laughs) If you are trying to
0: achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the US, Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks.
1: Another big decision that organizations need to make as part of their digital transformation, as part of getting buy in into the process, is the idea of vanilla versus customized software. So, on one hand, you have vanilla, sort of off the shelf software, you're using the software as, as it was configured, you're buying software that has pre configured ways of doing things, or you can use customized software. And this is going to be, you know, going in and recoding things or or changing the software the way it was built. And again, it's usually not an either-or decision. Usually you're somewhere in the middle, but it's more a matter of where on the spectrum you fall. Now I'd say an overwhelming majority of our clients think they want to be right here. This is sort of their stated line in the sand going into a project. Until they realize what the dark side of this is. Until they realize that they're not likely to find commercial off-the-shelf software that's going to do everything they need it to do And in order to address that, they're probably going to have to do some level of customization. doesn't mean they need to go all the way over here to this extreme and just build their own software or completely customize an off-the-shelf package, but it does mean there might be selective times where they need to do that. So, similar to what we discussed here with standard processes versus flexible processes, we need to figure out where on the spectrum we fall as an organization and what direction we're going to go as part of our digital transformation. Now, a key thing to note here with vanilla versus customized software, Is you might have different answers for different parts of your business so in other words you might find that for example accounting your accounting and finance function is something that's relatively standard across industries and there's consistent ways from a regulatory perspective that you have to do accounting so in those cases you might be more inclined to stick to a vanilla type of solution but if you're a complex engineer to order manufacturer or you have some sort of customer facing technology that's unique to you gives you a competitive advantage you might be more inclined to lean a little bit more towards the customized angle. So you might come up with different answers depending on different parts of your business. It's not just one answer, and it's certainly not an either or answer. It's a matter of figuring out where you fall on the spectrum. The same can be said, by the way, for this as well. Whether we have standard processes or flexible processes oftentimes depends on what part of the business or what business process we're talking about. So we've got to go through this exercise for different parts of the business and different functions of business processes as well. Now, a third example I'll share with you here today is the age-old debate of, do we change our business to fit the software, or do we change the software to fit our business? So that's another decision that's required to get buy-in into the overall direction and strategy for the transformation. So we can change the business to conform to the way the software works, or we can change the software to fit the way the business needs to work. And this is somewhat related to the previous item I talked about here with, do we use vanilla software and customized software? We want to make sure that whatever decision we come to here is aligned with this. But here, we're not focused on software and technology. Here, we're focused on the business, really, the business strategy that we're going to go through. So again, here you look at where on the spectrum we fall. Are we going to just change our business to fit the software? The good news with this is if we change the business to fit the software, we don't have to worry about customization and the risk that goes along with that. The bad news is if we change the business to fit the software, we're gonna have more organizational change management issues. So again, we've addressed one risk, but now we've created another one. Same here with the changing the software. If we change the software to fit the business, the good news is now we know we're not gonna water down our competitive advantage, or we're not gonna be a commodity vanilla sort of operational model. But the bad news is now we've introduced risk of customizing software. Maybe we're adding third-party bolt-ons, and it's creating additional technology risk and integration risk. So we've solved one problem, but introduced another. So again, this conversation, this understanding of trade-offs and risks and prioritization of risks and trade-offs is something that's very important to align on, make sure we understand where we are, so that we can ultimately get the buy-in that we're looking for from the entire leadership team and ultimately the entire organization. Now, once we've gone through these three things, and by the way, there's dozens of decisions like this that need to be made. I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'm sharing just some examples of how you can get that buy-in and alignment as an organization. But once you've done this, now you can create a plan, you can create a strategy, and you can take ownership of the project in a way that's custom to what it is you're trying to accomplish and the ways you've aligned and bought in as an organization on where you're headed. It also makes it a lot easier because these conversations are going to happen at some point. If these conversations come up ad hoc right in the middle of a transformation, that's very disruptive and it throws off your schedule, throws off your budget. You end up paying consultants to sit around a conference room while you're trying to make these decisions to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. So doing this stuff upfront is critical. If you can do this as part of your implementation readiness and your implementation planning, you're going to be a lot more successful than if you wait or just ignore these decisions until later. The last thing I'll say about this too is that you want to make sure that you do this on your own and let your business drive this. Your system integrator or software vendors are probably going to have really strong opinions here because it's self-serving. For example, they're going to want you to have standard processes, because that fits the commercial off-the-shelf software model. They're probably going to want you to follow vanilla processes, or at least a software vendor is going to want you to have vanilla functionality, because it plays with the strengths of their software. However, your system integrator might want you to do customized software, because they'll make more money if you customize the software. So those are just a couple examples of how you need to make sure you make these decisions and do what's right for you, and recognize that outside parties might have some biases that may or may not be right for your organization. So for more best practices on how to implement technology and how to be successful in your overall transformation, I encourage you to download my free ebook. It's called Lessons from a Thousand Digital Transformations. It provides a number of best practices and lessons learned from digital transformations we've been involved with over the last many years. So I encourage you to download that. I've included a link below. I've also included a number of other links below that are meant to help you through your digital transformation process with other resources as well. So, I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos,
0: and other best practices at thirdstage consulting.com.